joy of the choir this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Josh does a great job. I ask you this morning to turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Matthew chapter number 2. As we read verse number 11 this morning. I read something this week that really caught my attention and I want to expound on that just a little bit uh, this morning. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad that I serve a risen Savior that was born of a virgin in that place called Bethlehem. I'm glad to know that He's still alive and He's still the King of my heart and the Lord of my life. And I hope He is your Lord today. If He is not, you're living below the greatest privilege ever known to man. is to live for the God. Live for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. I would ask you to stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word. And prayer for the message this morning. And may I say, if God doesn't help me, I can't do anything for you today. If God doesn't help me, I can't preach to you today. So I desire your prayers in a special kind of way this morning. Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 11. The Bible says, and when they were come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Let us pray. Father, God, we do count it an honor and a privilege to be here in your house. And dear God, as this season is winding down, as we're heading toward the day that we celebrate your gracious, wonderful birth. Lord, I pray that you will touch each and every one here today. Lord, I know that today is a day that many people are struggling. They are missing loved ones. They're battling the enemy. Satan is fighting them tooth and nail. Knowing that they're weak in this day and this hour. For Lord, just the busyness of the season. Just the thoughts of that one that was here last year or the year before and is not here now is enough to hurt the heart of an individual. But God, may we realize and know that you are the healer and that you are the one that can give us help from heaven today. And Lord, as we come and give a feeble attempt to do just that, I just want to come today and adore you. And Lord, I'll surely thank you, give you glory, honor, and praise for what you do for the people here today and for what you do for me. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask and pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated today. It's a time of the year when we start thinking about loved ones. It's the time of the year when you think about those that may have been here last year or the year before or some of you from many years ago. It's that time of the year when you, although it's supposed to be a joyful and a happy time, you begin to stress out on many avenues. You begin to think about that credit card bill that's coming due in January. You begin to think about how much money you spent on presents that people probably won't even Appreciate. 
don't look at me like that, because I know all of y'all have got a re-gift box at home, right? Yeah. You began to think about the stresses of the holidays and you began to uh, all of a sudden feel down and you began to feel a little sorry for yourself. You began to feel a little depressed and then that's when the enemy sees your weakness and he begins to dive into that weakness and he begins to stir you uh, in a way that brings you to a point of depression uh, or that brings you to a point that where you're dissatisfied uh, even with the life uh, uh, that you live. That's what the enemy does. We cannot be ignorant of his devices. We cannot be ignorant of what he brings forth to the table. Because if we are, he will do everything he can to destroy you, uh, your life, uh, your testimony, and your family. There lived in the 18th century a talented and devoted servant of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who, believe it or not, continues to live and speak a gracious word to those who listen. His name is unknown to us. He's known only to God Himself. Yet the devotion of His heart and the work of His mind continue to invite a world to come to the Savior. I refer to the unknown author of the Christmas hymn, Come, O come, all ye faithful. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold Him, born the King of angels. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. In our modern secular society, we've almost completely to our fault commercialized Christmas. We are confronted with the real peril of letting Santa Claus and all that he represents take the place in our thoughts that should be given to the Lord Jesus Christ whose birth that we should be celebrating. And I want us to respond positively today to the request of the chorus of the unknown poet who had been, has been with our Lord for more than two centuries. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. I am a firm believer that we can praise the hurt away. I'm a firm believer that we can worship the King of kings and Lord of lords, uh, whether it be a time of Christmas celebration uh, or a time of Easter uh, or a regular Sunday morning during the summer. Uh, I'm here to tell you, when you begin to hurt inside, the best thing for your hurt uh, is to praise the good God of heaven uh, because you can praise the hurt away uh, and allow God to come in uh, and take care of what's bothering you today.
Come, let us adore Him. Number one today, come let us adore Him because of who He is. He was and is the fulfillment of prophecy. He was and is God and King of kings and Lord of lords. He was and is God the eternal. He was and is God the creator. He was and is the almighty clothed in human flesh that was born in that manger in Bethlehem uh, uh, to come and die for you and I to where we can have salvation uh, and that salvation be free today. He had to take upon that flesh to come inside that manger to be born of a virgin. The Virgin Mary who was a pure young lady and never been touched by man but that child Jesus was conceived of the Holy Ghost of God and we ought to adore Him and praise Him just because of who He is today. Nobody else could do what He'd done for you. Nobody else could save you. Nobody else could have died on a cross for you. No one else could have been conceived inside the wound of a virgin girl. No one else could have walked 33 and a half years on this earth being tempted as a man, but never did sin being God. That's who we should adore. Not only should we adore Him because of who He is, but we ought to come let us adore Him because of what He dared to do, number two. Because of what He dared to do. He clothed Himself in human flesh according to John chapter 1 and verse number 14. The Bible says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He really loved the unlovely and gave Himself and to render ministries of mercy unto them and unto you and unto It didn't matter if you was a publican. It didn't matter if you was sick. It didn't matter if you was a leper. It didn't matter if you was a harlot, a prostitute, an outcast, or a Gentile. The Lord Jesus Christ died for you. He died for me. Amen. He took upon Himself the burden of guilt and the sin of a wayward race according to Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. For He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. He entered the chamber of death itself for you and I. The Bible says, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. I want you to grab a hold of that scripture today. I don't have to die. I'm not going to die and I will not die. Amen. There may be a time, Brother Joe, uh, that our bodies get rolled in here in a coffin, uh, but we're just going to be 
in a borrowed tomb. It's just going to be temporary. It's just going to be for a little while. But thanks be unto God, my soul's going to live forever. When I leave here, it's going to be just as simple and just as easy as leaving this world and stepping over into the next, grabbing a hold of the nail-scarred hand of Christ. And my friend, if you don't know this Jesus that we adore today, may I encourage you to come know Him today before it's everlasting too late. See, people today has got the world by the tail. Preacher, you think you got all the answers. I do. His name's Jesus. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean He can do anything? I'm here to tell you He can do anything. He can answer any prayer. He can save anybody. It don't matter how you are today, where you've been or what you've done. He is the one that died for you and I. He done that for you and I. He came and put on the robe of flesh for you and I. Listen, some people think they've got it all figured out. Some people think that they've got it all worked out. And they, they're invincible. Listen, if you're here today and you're lost without God and you don't feel the convicting power of the Holy Ghost, you are in trouble. Why? Because God's got to draw you. And if He's not drawing you, you can't be saved. Well, how do you get in that predicament, preacher? You keep rejecting Him over and over. You keep rejecting the greatest gift ever known to man. You keep rejecting Him. And it's going to be over for you. What do you mean? Hey, the Bible says that the Spirit of God's not always going to strive with man. But He also says for you to be saved, you've got to be drawn by the Spirit of God. You can't be saved because the preacher wants you to be saved. You can't be saved because Mama wants you to be saved. You become saved because God convicts your heart and draws you to a place of repentance. And you give your heart and life to Him. Amen. Oh, but preacher, I've been saved. I've been saved, but I still feel this conviction. Well, that's because you backslid. And you need to get back right with God. And you're going down the wrong path in life. Listen, I've had the opportunity of late to speak to some young people about the Lord and to tell them about Jesus and what God's doing for and can do for them. But they just turn a deaf ear to you because they've got it all figured out. They think they can find the answers in a pill bottle. They think they can find the answer in an alcohol bottle. They think they can find it in a marijuana cigarette. They think they can find it in a needle. Let me tell you something, church. You can't find all the answers in a bottle of pills. Listen, I know people need medication this morning. Some people do. But if you have to go out on the street and buy it, you don't need it. Huh? I don't know who that's for, but it's for somebody today. I'm here to tell you, listen, we need to know. Listen, I I see this stuff on a weekly basis. One of the greatest dangers to our young people And to young adults and older adults today is the abuse of prescription drugs. If you don't believe me, you see this lady sitting right up, wave at me, huh? Right there. She works for the coroner's office. Thank you for your service. Ask her about it sometime. Ask her how many they see during the week. I had a man to tell me that works with EMS just this past week. He said, Pastor, it's just unbelievable. He said, Bowling Springs area is unreal. 
He said, I'm on a call five to seven times a night for somebody going into DTs, somebody overdosed on alcohol or drugs. Five to seven times a night he's going out, picking these people up, taking them to the hospital. We can't just turn around and, and, and pretend that there's not a problem out there. And, and, and a lot of this problem is because uh, people don't have their hearts right with God. And, and listen, I'm here to tell you and try to be an encouragement to you. Because listen, these are real battles that people fight each and every day. They can't help a lot of times what they do. But my friend, we ought to offer them the help that they need to try to get them where they need to be. We got to get to them before Amy does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to get to them before she does. Because when she's called out, it's too late. It's too late. Peer pressure. I've never seen the lack of peer pressure from school-age kids on up through adulthood. Uh, you got to do this to be cool. you got to do this to be uh, uh, to fit in. Uh, listen, I'm here to tell you, get rid of all those friends. Uh, uh, join in with the people of God. Make something of your life and do right. Amen. We need to understand that the problem's real. we got to understand that what we face is real. And listen, there's families in our church that deal with these types of situations on a daily basis, pulling their hair out because they don't know which way to turn or to go. But I can say this, God's always been faithful. God will always be faithful. And God will always help. But we have to want to help ourselves. It comes to a point in time to where, uh, you know, you don't know what to do. And you don't know where to turn. And you don't, you don't know who to talk to. And you don't know uh, what to say. All I can say to you today is Jesus cares for you. Amen. Amen. Come let us adore Him. Uh, number three, uh, today come let us adore Him for what He has accomplished. Amen. Uh, now what I just told you all ago is a side note for somebody that needed that. You take it and do with it what you will. We'll try to get back on the thought train this morning. Uh, come let us adore Him because of what He has accomplished. He has conquered death. The scripture says, I am He that liveth and was dead and Behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. He revealed the reality of immortality. In other words, I am going to live forever because I'm saved. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He humanized man. He dignified womanhood. He set the captives free. And he's been and continues to be in every movement that serves as a lift to the human spirit today. He has opposed every effort or system that comes to dehumanize people. But my friend, that's what this world wants you to be is dehumanized. They're trying to turn you into a robot of some sort. They're trying to take all the moral away from you. They're trying to take everything away that it's got anything to do with God. I'm still surprised they still show Charlie Brown during Christmas. Why? Because they do the Christmas story. 
They mentioned the Savior being born. Don't worry, it won't be long. The ACLU and the, all of them will have their way with that too. They'll have their way. I was, I was talking to one of our men at our Sunday school get-together last night. And he said that they had skits. And uh, he said, but before they got in there, and they, they, they wanted to ask the blessings over the food. And I'm not sure if I'm telling it in order, but you'll get the gist of my story. He said, they're going to tell, the, you know, they're going to ask the blessing over the food. And he says, the, whoever's leading the group says, well, I just want y'all to know here on the job today, before we have our Christmas dinner and get together, we're going to pray. Now, we don't want anybody to be offended. And if it's going to offend you, you need to close your ears or step out or whatever. But we don't want to offend you because we're going to pray. And then later on during the Christmas program, uh, they're doing these skits that are just ungodly. They warn the non-believer that we're going to pray, but they don't warn the believer that we're fixing to get ugly. What's wrong with that picture? What's wrong with that picture? And folks, you look at it, that's the way society is today. It don't matter what, if you're standing for God, they're coming against you. But everything that's hellish gets to go free. We don't have, you know, we, we, people don't want to see you uh, walking around with a cross on your lapel. You know, but uh, uh, they, they, they don't want to see that. But they don't mind that two or three men are walking down the middle of the mall with a dress on. Does that, is that a little double standard there somewhere? Huh? Listen, I, I don't understand it. It's just sinful, it's just sick, and it's just ungodly. But we ought to adore the Lord Jesus Christ today for what He's accomplished and that He's died for you and I, that we do have a way to gain forgiveness. Amen? Oh, preacher, you mean them walking around in a dress that is a man can gain forgiveness? I'm here to tell you if the Holy Ghost draws them in, God can forgive them, God can save them, God can clean them up, and God can do something with them just like He can a drug dealer, a harlot, or anybody else. That is full of sin God can take them And make them a new creature In Christ Jesus Come let us adore him For what he's done Number four Come let us adore him For what he has done For me personally For what he's done For you personally the Bible says, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. In other words, he is encouraging them to go and tell people what God's done for you. You see, he made the blind man to see whether I realize it or not or whether you realize it or not. I too was blind and he brought sight to my eyes. Amen. Not physically blind, but spiritually blind. I thought some of my sins were all right. I was blinded by the devil and God delivered me from my sin. You yourself was in that situation. You may be in that situation today thinking, that you're alright with that sin in your life but then you realize that there was a greater being and a greater God that could forgive you of your sin and all of a sudden you realize that the sin that you're tied up in wasn't alright and then you gave your heart and life to God 
He made the blind man to see. He made the crippled man to walk. I too was crippled. I was crippled by a fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. I had no way to cure my crippled condition. He cured me from that crippled condition. Amen. I was crippled by sin. He cleansed the leper. I too had leprosy. And God cleansed me. Leprosy is the same as sin in the Bible. I was full of leprosy. You was full of leprosy. You was full of sin. You may be full of sin today. There's no cure for leprosy without a divine intervention from the Lord. And there's no cleansing from your sin without the shedding of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That baby that died and died for you that was born in that manger in Bethlehem. To a virgin girl. He restored the prodigal son. You too may have been a prodigal son. You might have been far in the hog pen as you could go. You might have been wallowing around with the pigs. And Jesus restored you. He took your feet out of the miry clay of sin. Planted your, planted your foot on the solid rock of Jesus. Jesus is the only hope for man today. Jesus is the only hope for this world today. Jesus is worthy of our adoration. Jesus is worthy of our loyalty. Jesus is worthy of our trust. He's worthy of our best. And as the wise men of old fell down before Him in adoration and worship, so let us worship Him in spirit and in truth God will never tell you a lie he's never lied to me and he'll never lie to you this book is the truth I invited someone to church the other day I began to witness to them and they said oh preacher but I'm just not worthy to darken the doors of the church I looked at them and I said neither am I and they looked at me real funny I said I'm not worthy to enter in either but you know what he's worthy amen and that's all that matters because he died for me amen he gave me a pass listen we can't pull the cart before the horse today he is worthy of our adoration he's worthy of our praise He's worthy for us to come and adore Him because of who He is. Because of what He dared to do. Because of what He has accomplished. And because of what He has done for me and you personally. He is worthy today. Amen. There is no other one worthy of the praise and honor except for the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. If you miss hell today, it'll only be because of one reason. And that's because Jesus Christ lives inside of you no other reason at all it's him and him alone many a people I have seen brother Joe Floyd it doesn't make any sense sometimes people have to be down to their last dollar and on their back before they can see the truth and get up on their feet I've seen men lying in intensive care with only a few hours to live. And they look at me and still say, there's plenty of time. Plenty of time. You don't know if he's coming today or tomorrow. And you don't know if that grim reaper's coming today or tomorrow. Listen. I was in a church one service one time and a man died in the pew. In the pew. This row, sitting about where David's sitting, right there. 
man fell over dead. They called EMS out. Nothing they could do. Massive heart attack. Died. Right there in the church pew. He had plenty of time. We never have plenty of time. We never know what tomorrow's going to hold. But praise God, I know who holds tomorrow. He's worthy today. I want you to stand. As they come get us a song of invitation this morning. Let me encourage you to come and adore Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to throw a couple of more things at you. Some are already wanting to pray. And that's fine if you want to come on, you come. But let me say this tonight, today. If you're here and you're lost, you need to be saved. Don't put it off any longer. You're here today, you're lost without Christ. You ought to come on before we pray and get saved. Get right with God before it's over with. You're here, you may have been backslid on God. You've been saved. But you've lost your way. You've, just, you're, you're, you've drifted afar. Not living the life that you should live before God. What you need to do is you need to step out from where you're at and come on down here and get things right with Him today. Allow Him to restore you to the fellowship of His goodness and grace. You may be here today. You don't have a problem in this world. Everything's going your way. Everything's a bed of roses in your home. Everything's a bed of roses in your life. Everything is going well for you. You couldn't think it could go any better. I believe he's worthy to be adored. You ought to thank the God of heaven. Thank the God of heaven. That you are where you are today. You may be battling depression. You may be battling losing those loved ones this past year. Your heart may be broken over something this morning. This invitation is for you. Father, Lord in Jesus name we love you. We thank you for all that you do for us. We ask you to bless your people. Bless these that are on this altar of prayer. Save that one closest to hell. Reclaim the backslider. Encourage the hearts of the saints of God. And I'll surely thank you and praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come let us adore Him.
If I could get saved for you, I would. If I could get right with God for you, I would. when it gets serious of when you got someone that you love so dear they tend not to go the way of the Lord listen to godly counsel You don't want to see them die and you go to hell. And you love them so much that you pray, God, I know where I'm going. And Lord, if you have to take mine to save His, do it that's when it's real oh come let us adore him he does have all the answers He loves every one of you today. God bless you. The choir will be staying over for their Christmas get-together fellowship hall.